Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. And today, I'm talking to you about the courage to choose, um, overcoming the fear of judgment when you decide to stay after infidelity. Uh, I work a lot with infidelity. Many of you already know that. And oftentimes, people are concerned about being judged. They're afraid of judging themselves if they decide to stay, and they're also afraid of what other people might say. I've heard things like uh, parents or friends saying, how can you stay with that person? What do you, uh, you know, uh, um, a sucker for or this or that, you know, so they get all this, all this negative, negative judgment. And uh, they, they take it inside of themselves. And it clouds their intuition clouds their judgment. I'm not here to say that you got to stay with the person uh, after you've discovered infidelity. As a matter of fact, I'm really all about you following your gut, your heart, your intuition. Uh, But uh, it's a complicated decision for many people, whether they have children or don't have children. It's complicated. So you've, you know, you've developed a commitment with this other person, and uh, it's not so easy to just leave. And it's not so easy to stay either. We have different parts of us. You know, there's an internal conflict here uh, that we have in ourselves. There's the part of us oftentimes, if we've been betrayed, that uh, loves our partner and really does want to work it out. And we have seen the goodness in that other person, let's say. And there's another part that feels very proud and doesn't really want to uh, subject themselves to any kind of humility to stay in the relationship. And there's another part that's afraid of it happening again. There might be another part that really wants to do anything to give it a chance. There might be another part that wants to stay together for the kids. So there are many parts of us. So there's a lot of, when we talk about conflicts, uh, I like to look at ourselves as divided into different parts of ourselves, and we really are. And then on top of that, you have these societal expectations that, um, I think I've loosened up over the years. It's not as black and white, but still around. That, you know, oh, you know, he's a cheater or she's a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. You'd be a fool to stay with that person. And that is not the case. And, and as a matter of fact, for many of the couples that I see, a great majority of the couples that I see, there is a lot of potential for healing and growing up. Uh, for all the parties, both the betrayed person and the one who betrayed. So you want to understand your own fear of judgment too. Like, what is that about? Uh, You don't, as the betrayed person, want to let your fear of being judged play a major part in the decision-making process, really, because it does cloud what's truly what's yours. But look, we're... We're tribal creatures. In other words, we, we come into this life with a need to belong. 
and we would like the approval of our, of our tribe, our biological family, really, these days, um, uh, maybe even our close friend group. And I've had the situation where one person was betrayed and their best friend was betrayed and that best friend said, screw that person, I'm leaving, and they left. And they expect their friend, who's my client, to think the same way, but they don't always do that. So it's, it's in a way, it, there's a possibility of growth there that you could learn to differentiate from what others are wanting from you and thinking what you should do because that's their thinking. And you can differentiate from what's your thinking and what's their thinking. It could go both ways. Of course, you might have people that are saying, stay, stay, stay. You have kids and something. And you goes, no, I can't. I don't want to do that. That's the same thing there, of course, that you have a, an opportunity to develop your own individual sense that's separate from uh, adapting to everybody else's opinion and what you should do. And so it's it might play a bigger role than you think if you're not paying attention to how much you are looking for agreement. Now, I know some people don't share that with anybody and they're all on their own. But obviously, this video is about people knowing about it and judging you for staying. So it could help you develop the strength, it could help you develop the resilience to choose to work on the relationship. It helps you develop a resilience to look at things more deeply in a more complex way, to give you the opportunity to know you more deeply and what you're made of uh, and what your partner's made of and even what your relationship is made of. Oftentimes, before the discovery of the infidelity, relationships' strength come from uh, you know, the, the, the lack of the crisis, which is good. I'm not saying crisis is good, but at the same time, couples that go through the crisis do have one added advantage, and that is that they have developed more resilience than they even had before. And that you, if that's something you choose to do, to work on the relationship after infidelity, just know that that, that could be a positive consequence of it. The other thing is that there's, in life, we always take chances. It's always important to realize that the good things that we have in life usually have something to do with taking some kind of risk, whether it's a financial risk, uh, a risk to join a club and uh, sports activity, and you know, because maybe you'll play well, maybe you won't. Uh, life is always about taking some risk, putting yourself out there. And so, in a way, you're doing the same thing in this, you're, you're embracing your own vulnerab vulnerability and you're finding your own voice, even in the face of societal judgment, of family judgment. Yeah, we are affected by society, not just family, you know, because there is some, some, I would say, black and white, obsolete messages from society about infidelity. And again, I'm not trying to say infidelity is okay. It's not. It's very bad. It's hurtful. It's, it's actually robs people of the ability to know the truth and make decisions based on truth. 
But to look at things superficially is, uh, is really not really true. It's not what's really going on. You know, you, you, you can recognize the importance of self-validation and make that more important than validation from others. Validation from others is nice, but validation from yourself is much more important. And that if you could find and work on finding your own inner peace amidst all these external opinions, that is some strength. That is strength. It is. And if you take that chance and you go for it, and it, you ter- it turns out that down the line your partner cheats again, that's not to say that all these people were right. It's not about they're right, you were wrong. It's about you took a chance, you were vulnerable, you showed resilience, and it didn't work out. And neither the people that maybe disagreed with your opinion or you really knew the future. Nobody knows the future. That's the thing about life. We can't control the future. So finding that sense of self-validation and finding your own calm amidst people's judgment of you in a way is a pretty big important thing. Now, of course, it's also important when you're dealing with these kinds of decisions to have a few people, if not more, that get you, that appreciate your uh, the way you're handling it. They understand, understand that you're complex and that you have a right to stay with the person who betrayed you and see how the relationship goes. So it's important to build that support system of understanding individuals who uplift you and who empower you to be you. And so ultimately, when you develop the courage to choose, that is your choice. And I think it is inevitable in life that uh, as we go through life, that there'll be times when people disagree with you. And a lot of times, not just about this issue, people do not really stay with true to themselves. And it can cost them, cost them in happiness. And uh, this is this is one of those areas oftentimes where as tough as it is, you might learn to extrapolate that to other areas of your life where you've learned to stand firmly in your own convictions without even knowing what the future holds, but trusting your own gut. So that's really what I want to say. I think that just is an issue that I've seen uh, with some of the people who were betrayed and realize that these people are trying to help you, but they're really not helping you. They're, help, they're trying to help you in a way that doesn't empower you. Uh, and you want to realize that, you know, you, you got to separate out the people that are giving you advice, which is really all about them, and the people that take the time to really listen and try to understand you. Just like I want you to take the time to understand you and the different parts of you. So that's what I wanted to say about this topic. This is Todd Krieger.
making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.